I think what we're learning is Darren doesn't like westerns. Yeah. Is that true? I mean, I like Night of the Future 3. Tombstone? (laughs) You know, if you stay ready, you don't ever have to get ready. Is that right? (laughs) Welcome into the pod. This is Dad Sumer. You joined us for yet again another episode, and we hope you... We'll tell your friends and listen intently. Episode eight. eight. Wow, that was like Dolby. Or what was the it? Ocho? <laughs> <laughs> Start the show. So, as we do every week, we talk about what we're consuming these days, and I will actually start off. So I had got the wild hair that I wanted to go back and rewatch The Office again. Nice. The British version or the American version? The American version. But the only problem is, so what started it all was I was watching all these clips on YouTube. And I go down a YouTube hole and watch all these, you know, Office clips that are amazing. And so I started watching season one, episode one again. And what I realized is I don't know that I necessarily love The Office, but I love clips of The Office, and so I don't necessarily want to sit through every episode of The Office again. So I've decided I'm just going to go back and watch my favorite episodes. I think I feel that way about Family Guy. Yeah, fam- there are the Simpsons, uh, all that stuff. Like there are top-notch episodes, but then there are episodes that are not well, necessarily. The Office started like the, some of those characters were not anywhere near as famous no. as they are now. Like who's the guy? None of them in the were. Warehouse. Uh, I mean. He's um, one of the funniest people yeah, a lot. He's so funny. What is his name? Oh, what is, um, he's a stand-up comedian. He was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Mm-hmm. He's been in oh, tons yeah, of movies. I know who you're talking about. Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson, yes. He, he kills me. If you see him on the, uh, the end, of the, end of Us, or what was it called? The End of the World movie? Um, oh, all those guys. Uh, yeah. Um, the end. This uh, is the end. This is the end. He, I mean, he I thought really he stole funny. that one. He's so good. Some of his best work is his guest spots on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He is absolutely hysterical on that show. That's but, a but great he was show nothing. Too. Season one of The Office. None of them were. Know. Steve Carell wasn't yeah, that big. No. He was yeah. coming off of, yeah. of yeah. being on The Daily Show. He got more and more famous, and now he's he's a, a big time actor. And Same thing for Krasinski. Krasinski now is is no doing um, all the stuff with uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, that's a great show. He, a great I, show. I, I I have a strong feeling he's going to be Mister Fantastic. In the, um, in the Fantastic Four. He was great in that silent movie, whatever it was called. Oh, that he uh, oh, wrote yeah. and directed? Those, those were awesome. Yeah. yeah, what was that called? Um, I love that don't movie. Say um, <laughs> don't say anything. Don't say anything. Quiet Place. The quiet Place. Yeah. And they're coming out with a sequel, right? Yeah, Stop they did. Yeah. Oh, it already came out? <laughs> no, it, it didn't come out. Oh, okay. um, it's you said it did. Year. It made me awesome. think I missed it. I had FOMO. No, no, no. Because it was one of those that got put. It was supposed to come out this year, but got pushed the next year. Um, the Office so. is great, but I really feel like it was a precursor to an even better show, uh, Parks and Rec. Yes, which Parks and Rec went a completely different direction, and it's another one of those. It's the first two to seasons me, are hard Rec to. The they're they're hard That's to what watch. I just said. Um, yeah, he did say that. Um, <laughs> but the, Parks and Rec didn't hit its stride until Rob Lowe and yeah, literally, um, yeah, yeah literally, literally did literally. not hit its stride <laughs> until Rob Lowe came in. Uh, and the and other Chris, guy. Uh, but, uh, but I have ben, to ask, uh, Ben Wyatt. I, I got to ask, uh, Josh, Scott, were, were you doing this because you knew they were about to remove The Office from Netflix? Is that why you were doing no, it? No, because I have Peacock, too. Uh, uh, you pay for Peacock? I pay for Peacock. How much is that? It's five ninety nine. God. Yeah, I have all the subscriptions. Um, I want but, Peacock because I want to watch the new Saved by the we'll Bell. We'll just get Josh's It's login. terrible. New Saved by the Bell can is you, terrible. Can you give me the login? I want to watch awful. it. Uh, maybe. 
Okay. Um, That's the only show I, I care about. We got it for Yellowstone because um, I want to watch Isn't Yellowstone. Isn't that on Paramount? But it's owned by uh, NBC. Yeah, we that's that's the main reason I pay for it because we're watching. We're we started. We you know what that is, right? Yellowstone. I don't. It's the Kevin Costner show where he owns a ranch. He's like one of the biggest landowners. Yeah, it's one in, of the biggest shows right um, now in uh, Montana. It's really good. It's really really good. You should check it is out. Is it a comedy? No, it's no, not. It's not a comedy. What's it about? It's about a family who owns a ranch. A ran- I literally ranch just life. explained it to you. It sounds lame. That's yeah. a terrible explanation. The, but it, it, a family that owns a ranch? God damn, why aren't I just sitting down watching that right now? It sounds terrible. <laughs> I think what we're learning is Darren doesn't like westerns. Yeah. Is that true? I mean, I like Back to the Future 3. Tombstone? <laughs> uh, That's the only reason you're on this Back show. to the Future 3 is a good western. <laughs> Although I would argue that I like Back to the Future 2 better. I think, I mean, Tombstone was a great Western. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, Open Range, another Kevin Costner. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> no. no, definitely not. Not a Western and <laughs> not that great of a movie. Uh, uh, Cowboys Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Cowboys vs. Aliens was a good movie. That was a great movie. We got to move on. Yeah. So, what, so are you, what, what are you consuming, what are you Darren? Consuming, Darren? Oh, man. Let me tell you about a little show called Letterkenny. Have you ever heard of that's it? That's on Hulu, right? It is now. Where did it originate? It originated on a Canadian network called um, the same one that uh, Shit's Creek debuted on. And wow, you're you're, you're big into the Canadians. It's called Own. No, it's Oprah. Yeah, it's something with Ontario, or something. But it's a t- it's a tiny ass network that now Hulu bought. Hulu bought all the rights to the show. Remember how I said I like real stupid comedies? Yeah. So Letterkenny is a town. In real rural um, Ontario. Canadian. So imagine like three hours outside the city of Toronto. Okay. You're in a very small little hick town, and it's called Letterkenny. And Letterkenny is a very Irish name, so it has Irish roots. So it's in the province of Ontario. Yeah. And it's just this small hick town. There's only like a thousand people that live there. And it's just about antics and shenanigans that go on in the town. You've got like these the hicks. You've there's got boondoggles. natives that are like the Indians that were originally habitat. And, there's yeah. kerfuffles. What's that mean? It's basically, <laughs> but but a lot of it is the humor. So this main character, uh, he, his name is Jared Kiso, like in real life, the actor's name, and he wrote the show and everything. And it's just like they just take jokes to like an absurd level. Like picture like beating a dead horse. Like my, my Meg cannot watch it with me because like, they'll just go around in a circle and they'll say the same thing like, but a different way. Oh yeah. Oh, it's like this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just, it, it's so funny. I, I can't get it over it. It would drive me crazy. It, it would drive me crazy. It would drive me crazy. But it's, it's it just so, sounds awful. Yeah, I, I couldn't really watch, I could not watch that show. What it is is the characters, and then you've got these hockey players, and you've got these like they call them skids. It's basically just the, the druggy kids, and then you've got the habitants, like the natives, and then you've got these hicks, the ones that live there that own the farm. And it's just like how they all just get in fights and scuffles and drink alcohol all day. It's just, it's just, uh, it's real stupid. It's real funny. It's a good outlet, right? We have all these shows watching documentaries and thinking, and you know, it, it's good to have just a very it's comedic mind-numbing outlet i watched the i binged the entire new season in one night when it dropped seven episodes wow <laughs> i don't i don't know that i could ever say that that's impressive i i, I feel bad because drew wilderman's probably listening and he's a big fan of the show and i didn't do a great justice explaining it but it is one of the funniest things that i just recently came upon in the last two three i years. will give it a try because you you've recommended it please do I'm, I, i'll report back i don't think i can be as gracious but i'm i'm glad that you're enjoying it just watch two episodes and then let me know. All right, what do you got, Byron? 
So I just discovered, um, well, first of all, that MTV is still a network. And um, really, <laughs> and they don't play music. They haven't since I Real think nineteen eighty or whatever. <laughs> but they have Real this show um, called Deliciousness, and basically, uh, are you familiar with Ridiculousness? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's <laughs> it's basically the same concept, which I equate basically to like Tosh which is one of my favorite shows, or it used to be. I don't watch it anymore. Oh, I like Tosh uh, But Deliciousness is on MTV, and it's hosted by Tiffany Amber Thiessen, a big fan. Oh. And it's Kelly all Kapowski? it's all food related videos in the in the the vein of ridiculousness. So just mm-hmm. viral videos. Yeah, of, just of viral, viral videos. Of, videos. Yeah, but it also has Tiffany Amber Thiessen. So does she have like the the people with her? She has a doing, panel. Yeah. yeah, she has three people. They're comedians. Do they bring in a guest the way ridiculousness does? Yep. That's and, funny. See, I love ridiculousness. It's it, it's like an adult version of uh, America's Funniest Some Videos. Uh, yeah, and Rob Deerdick's pretty funny. Yeah, that's well most said. Most of the time, yeah. So yeah, so I just discovered it, and uh, I've been enjoying it. And I mean, anything with with her as the host, I'm gonna have to check out. She had a food show on Food Network for the longest time, and I used to watch it. So really, I I just you know what, what qualifies her to to talk about food all the time. Kelly Kapowski. She had a food show on the Food Network. Everyone, so, but like, how did she 80s. get that show? Wait, I wake up in well, the morning. I think, she, and then, I think she got that show because she was a famous actress from Say by the Bell and yeah. 90210. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, shit, Kelly. Yeah. She I did. She was one of my first crushes. She's, that's what, what I was, was going to say. She's an attractive brunette, and you know, I, I'm a big brunette fan. So. And then she was on a cop show after that, where they were like undercover cops using like fancy cars. She played like the captain or something. It was some ridiculous show. But interesting, she she's now known as Tiffany Thiessen. She's dropped the amber. So, oh, but I still call her Tiffany that's, Amber that's Thiessen. <laughs> so that's what I'm consuming. Cool. All right. So we're moving on to our next topic, and we're going to be talking about YouTube channels, YouTube personalities. This is something that I don't have much experience with, but I think uh, Josh and Darren want to bring some stuff to the table and maybe even convince me to watch. So what do you guys got? I know you've heard of this first guy, and he has got a famous YouTube channel, but even famous like empire behind him. But Dave Portnoy and oh yeah, Barstool El, El Presidente, El Presidente. So that's a great channel. Though. I, don't I, know, I don't know if you yeah. subscribe. He has to his it. own channel. Yeah, well, the I, Barstool. I, I, no, no, it's him. It's Dave Portnoy, El Presidente. I watch all this stuff through Facebook. I didn't consider that a YouTube. Channel. But yeah, so right. so so do I. I mean, like Facebook presents me these ridiculous videos, and then I'm like, oh, and I find myself just watching, yeah. some, you know, jackpot video. A, a guy, a guy's playing jackpots for like three hours, and I'll sit there and watch thirty minutes of it. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> the one where he drops no. the quarters. <laughs> well, I've seen. I have watched. I, have watched, I, watched I went down a there's deep one, hole on that one. Where, there's one where fifty people put in five thousand dollars. And this guy has this huge kitty of money, and he goes to like Atlantic City, and they all play slots. They're all standing behind him watching. And I'm like, "What am I doing?" So I did not want to talk about that. But yeah. thank you for making me bring that up. But Dave Portnoy does pizza reviews. Yeah. You know, during one, during one COVID, he, everybody knows the rules. He did the unboxing, and people sent him a boatload of stuff. He was like wearing the hats and wearing the shirts, and he was opening his awesome. pictures. And I mean. The unboxing was crazy, but he did the frozen pizza review during COVID. I mean, like, yeah, I, Dave I, Portnoy's uh, YouTube channel is incredible. And I know people watch it on Facebook, but but that Facebook feed is from YouTube. Okay, so that's fair. I do watch that. I know you do. Um, the second one I have, uh, I have two adult ones and two kid ones. Adult ones? Like I mean, ones are, they're for me. No, Dave for... Portnoy's an adult one. He, he cusses every three words, yeah, so true. I can't watch that with my kids, even if it is a fun pizza review. But uh, Shammy. 
ridiculous. And I started on Facebook and then I started subscribing and watching his stuff on YouTube. S-H-A-M-M-I. It is this kid from Australia. So it's and, an adult show, but it's hosted by a kid? I'm sorry. He, he's a kid because I'm 39. He's probably <laughs> early 20s. He's probably okay. 25. Got it. But he, you know, he's got 3 million subscribers. He's a multimillionaire. And him and his brother just do ridiculous pranks on each other. Like, like unbelievable pranks. Uh, like, like this guy, one of their friends was drunk and he passed out, zip tied him to his mattress and picked the mattress up and put it in the back of their truck and then put him on the highway and like leaning up against the sign. So people were driving by looking at it. I mean, they just do unbelievable antics. So it's like, you kind of can't turn away. You're kind of watching and you're like, this is absurd, but it's, you know, it's that kind of stuff. So it's smart on him. They make good videos. Um, And then the two kids ones I have are uh, Mr. Beast, which I don't know if you guys, a lot of people have heard of that. I've heard of Mr. Beast. But I don't know what he does. So this guy, I mean, same thing. I don't know if he got popular giving everything away or once he he got popular, he gave everything away. Like he's been giving stuff away since he started. I mean, he walked into Best Buy, Target, a bunch of stores and handed his credit card out in this last video Hallie and I were watching. And he he handed his credit card to a couple and he goes, hey, how much much, uh, money do you think is on my limit? And they were like, 5,000 and the next one Best Buy is like 10,000 and he's like charge whatever you want on the card if you stay under the limit when you swipe the card if it if it, the transaction is approved keep all the stuff so the people what? in Best Buy they're like we don't want to go over 10,000 I don't know where they got that arbitrary number so they charged $9,800 worth of stuff at Best Buy and it got approved and they were losing their mind and he goes how much is the limit he goes it's unlimited <laughs> so he took it to people at, at uh, Target. They spent Didn't he give it to like a six-year-old for one of them? Or uh, there was one where, this is absolutely absurd, but he went to a store that was like um, secondary, high-end sneakers, and like there was a $6,000 t-shirt that looks like this shirt, but it was $6,000, and the sneakers were like $1,000 a piece. And, you know, and he told this kid, he gave it to a kid, he was like 13, 14, he was in there with his mom looking at sneakers for 600 bucks. And, I'm going to uh, have to check that out. And he was like, he's, he's, so really I, awesome. I'm about to tell you the most crazy story after this, but the kid was like, I don't know, it's probably only like 5,000 on there. So he bought $4,800 of the stuff and didn't go over the $5,000 limit. And then he told him it was unlimited. And he was just like, oh, uh, uh, you know, at least I, I shouldn't have been greedy anyway. But the coolest thing I saw Mr. Beast do, and I think Mr. I honestly think he didn't get famous giving stuff away. I, now that I think about it, they, he used to do millions of um, Minecraft video so i think he got this he got a following he got this following he was doing minecraft videos right but that's not what made like he didn't start growing his channel because i've i've watched him from the beginning oh really? yeah and not not like the minecraft stuff but like the first video that he started giving stuff away he gave away an island to one yeah. of his friends. Like he they did like this the island survivor thing. I watched that. It, it was, was so how good. did he have this money? He gets he, these sponsors yeah. that give him like a hundred thousand dollars and he blows all of it. He blows all blows. The money he like he gives all of it away. For the video. Yeah, exactly. So the coolest thing I saw him do was he's never driven uh Uber before and he signed up to be an Uber driver. And everyone who requested a ride, he drove him to the destination, he, he got out gave and gave him a car. Wow. And yeah. one of them was like this guy. It was like uh, three brothers, and he didn't know who to give it to. And he made him race. Like, okay, they so ran that's race the episode I want to start with watching. Yeah. It's so cool. He the, gave, he gave like 25 like, cars kid, to this kid yeah. that if he gave away all 25 cars within yeah. 24 hours, he got a Tesla. 
Yeah, what's that movie that's like the whole thing with uh, uh, Brewster's Millions? Brewster's Millions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. It, it's like that. And he's got millions and millions of subscribers. Like each one of his videos gets like 25 million views. Like it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. There was one where uh, it was all the guys that worked for him, all his friends that worked with him. And he had his friend's dad on there. And they went through a store and he goes, okay, I'm not going to make you. It was like. What he was doing with other people was everything you can grab and put in a shopping cart yeah. in five minutes. Or keep. put in a circle. But this guy was They've really old. Like that. It was like his grandfather. They were at the John Deere store, and he goes, everything you touch. So the guys are running down the aisle slowly, oh, touching all the tractors and stuff. Yeah. And it was like $70,000, and he just swiped so his card crazy. and bought it. It was unbelievable. So yeah. crazy. Does he have a so, black card or something? I don't know. But it was, it's just cool to watch because it's kind of uh, – it's unbelievable, but it's uh, it's interesting. That's then, a good one, though. And the last thing uh, I got to talk about is Mark Rober. So this so guy, awesome. I don't know a whole lot of backstory. He worked for NASA. I think he worked for Tesla, but he's worked for he's a, he's a he's, he's an, an engineer, genius engineer. And he's done three different iterations of the glitter bomb. And the oh, glitter yeah. bomb is yeah. a package that someone steals, a porch pirate steals, right? And so the first year, he did, was pretty clever, and he put a cell phone in there. And it was, but his newest version, the version three, he's got four cell phones that are automatically charging off of each other, off of some off battery of the power in yeah. there. Yeah, the and there's fart and, spray, right? Yeah, we, well, yeah, when you lift it up. The glitter. You actually, in. you actually can't shut it down. He's got a piston that pulls yeah. out, so you can't put it down. It shoots the fart spray. It records from all angles. I mean, it is. And it like, plays the uh, keep it is, the change. You feel the animal. It is over engineered. Yeah. yeah. And so if anyone steals that package, oh yeah, it's charging on the porch. I've definitely yes, seen his stuff. Um, it's. A, have you seen the squirrel one? The squirrel thing is squirrel yeah, it's is so better awesome. than better than the glitter bomb. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, the squirrel was good. Yeah. He actually gives the squirrels all the treats at the end because they had gone through his gauntlet yeah. and crap. But yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. He's awesome. great. Those are great. I don't know the name of it, but just Mark It's Rober. just Mark Rober. Okay. Yeah, because I'm a subscriber to him, too. So mine are – I'll do two adultish ones and then one kid one. Jeremy Sears. You would love Jeremy Sears. I don't know. So he is a uh, – he does a lot with cigars and, um, like, everyday carry, bourbon, all sorts of stuff. He's got this big beard, just talks about a lot of different stuff, and, mm-hmm. and you would really like him. He, he definitely – it's 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 in your wheelhouse for sure. So um, that's one for sure. And then the uh, other one, I mean, the OG of of YouTube for me is Casey Neistat. So Casey Neistat was one of the first guys to really do a daily vlog. Like he's a professional movie maker basically, and he does these really elaborate like B roll and and um, telling stories and stuff. And he's just a cool guy. And um, so he he started with almost uh, like 800,000 subscribers. And then now to, it's uh, today it's up above like 8 million and he only wow. does like a few but videos. Like, what is a typical show or, or episode? It's like? just him talking about stuff and you know, his daily life and, and he he's got it every day. No, he used to, he doesn't anymore. He said it almost caused him to get a divorce. Um, so he's got two kids or three kids. Um, they lived in New York have moved to LA. He's just it, like, it, it sounds a lot lamer than I'm, I'm, you know, explaining. Like... Yeah. But when you watch it, like it's, it's really quality stuff. So I think that it's really cool. The kid one is dude. Perfect. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. My kids watch that. So my boys are, are obsessed with dude. I was perfect. watching that years they, ago before. It got I did too. I, yeah. I, I watched like the very first when episode. They first graduated yeah. from Texas A&M yeah. and, yeah, and they had Johnny Manziel in there. Do you have ESPN any idea now? how much money they make in a year? Uh, I have no idea. Lot. So when they had probably 20 million subscribers, it was like 25 million a year. Now they have over like 60 million subscribers and they probably make 75 to 80 million a year. Um, that's awesome. not right. Okay. That's not right. Sure. Yeah. 
How old is it? That's 25. For our listeners, Darren's Googling it, and uh, Josh is contending, contesting I, it. There was, a, there was a time a year ago when their net worth was like $5 million, and now they're making like 12 a year. Yeah, it's a lot. It's not as yeah. much as, you know, It's more than Tom any Cruise, of us will make. But it's, uh, they're making a lot of money. And they get a lot of sponsorships, too. But this yeah. is just... Uh, they have a lot of deals with from like their, Bass Pro Shops. Bass Pro Shops, Nerf, they do a lot. But, it, you know, just the fact that they these five guys turned doing trick shots and like goofing around with each yeah, other into this cool. multi-million is, dollar empire there's a documentary i think it's either on netflix or hulu i, I watched it i have to find out where we'll put it in the show notes but it was uh it was how they almost quit and they all had yeah. day jobs and they were yeah. doing what they were doing and they were like want, want to give this you know second a second go chance. all in on this they and... were filming these trick shots and stuff in, co- in college yeah in the backyard of the house they were living in and then it was like hey maybe we could do this we got you know a thousand people watched our video today you know? well and this there's one guy that's in the original video that's not in anymore yeah. can you imagine being that guy that missed out on yeah. being a part of of this for yeah. it's like the they all, they all quit the their Beatles. jobs yeah. they all yeah. moved in together and they actually had a dinner with all the wives and all the children and they had they, had made, cool. they made a pact we're going to give this one year. We might not make any money. We might fall on our face, but we're going to give this one year. We're all going to commit to each other and do the right thing and support, you know, the husbands to, to get this right. And they yeah. did. And it worked. It was pretty cool. I, yeah. I got one. I got one more. Cause I, I forgot one. Um, do you guys watch the Pat McAfee show? At yeah, all? absolutely. I don't. So it's, it, I watch it on YouTube cause the, the, the visual version of it is a lot better than the, the radio version because it, Watching him talk about sports and stuff, like he is absolutely hysterical when he talks about it and his interactions with his guys. His he's got Aaron Rodgers every Tuesday, um, and and just there. Yeah, those are great interviews. And and yeah, because Aaron Rodgers, he he and Aaron Rodgers are like really good friends. So he opens up. um, Like the did you see the line a couple of weeks ago when um, he was talking about down years for him or or like career years for other quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers said that and on that show. And I just so it's it's a really good place to get what like, is it on? Uh, I, it's on YouTube. I, I don't um, I don't watch it on YouTube. I listen to it on the radio, but that's interesting. You say it's better to watch it. It is. Because they you, you actually see like a lot of his the guys in his group like dress up weirdly and and they just interact. It, it I, I like watching it on on uh YouTube I mean, it's every day at 12. I guess you could argue then that I subscribe to the Dan Patrick show. Cause I think that's on YouTube too, but I listen to that on the radio. As it's well. on uh, a network Bravo or something. Okay. Um, something. I don't know. Um, but but I, Pat McAfee is great. I was just going to throw in, I mean, my daughter who's four, she loves Ryan's toy review and I know he's pretty epic. That freaking kid. Yeah. Parker watched that kid for forever. Do you know how much he's worth? Oh, Google wow. that. <laughs> the kid has a deal with Walmart. Yeah. And we've bought those toys. I want to say it's like 200 million. Like I, I maybe his parents knew what they were you doing. Are. No, no, that's that's what he makes on. Well, on he, well, tell our tell our listeners. Estimated net worth is sixteen million. But what's the what's his like empire worth? I mean, what do you call empire? What the hell is that, Josh? Net He's talking about endorsements and everything. Like I don't know. they have a company now that that puts out all his this stuff. parents knew what they were doing from the day they gave oh birth my to gosh. that kid. It's so oh, crazy. Yeah. Does Ryan, have Ryan Kaji to... net worth. Ryan Kaji YouTube personality is net worth of fifty million. Yeah. yeah so my, my four-year-old loves him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it, the 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 deal they have with Walmart is something ridiculous. I want to say it's two hundred fifty million, but I don't know that for sure. Um, it's late, and I may be overstating. But um, <laughs> all right, well, that's great. 
That's cool. I mean, that's yeah. all I have to add to this, this topic. All right. So, Dads, on Dad's Zoomer, we talk about all things we consume, and the, the three of us are, are pretty uh, big fans of bourbon, but one of us, um, I would venture to say, is a much bigger fan and quite the expert, And because we're sitting here as we record looking at his vast array of bourbon uh, that he has. And so Darren's going to give us some some of his favorites and, and kind of what you should look for. Don't tell again. my wife. <laughs> what you should look it's, for. It's an yeah. impressive collection. I'd be curious as to what you've told your wife you've spent versus what you've really spent, like what the, the, the delta is. The dichotomy that. is. Yeah. yeah, that's not important. So, <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to talk about tonight, dads, was, you know, maybe you're already into bourbon. Maybe you're new to bourbon. What are, you know, kind of a top five, not even top five, just five great bourbons that are under 50 bucks that you can go out and find today? There's tons of stuff. You know, I have that are probably hard to find. It's painful to try to go around and try to find some of this stuff. Uh, Bernie and I used to hunt for some things uh, last year. So, yeah. you know, that can get frustrating. And if you're just getting into it, I have people all the time, actually, old fraternity brothers and friends text me. They're like, hey, I want to spend like 50 bucks, 80 bucks. You know, what should I get? So here's five bourbons we're going to talk about that are under 50 that I think easy to find. And I think you'll love the taste. It's, it's a wide variety, but all bourbon whiskey. And if everyone remembers what bourbon whiskey is, different than an American whiskey, different than a rye whiskey, right? Different scotch whiskey. Well, and it, it's so, that whole thing, too, that all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Correct. So Does it technically have to be from? Has to be made in the United States. It, it no longer oh, Kentucky. It, oh, it, it, Kentucky. It used to be Kentucky. But Lots I, of Kentuckians, you know, might throw that out there as still being a rule, but not now it has to be uh, distilled in the United States okay. to be bourbon, and it has to be fifty-one percent corn. Ah, oh, that's good to know. So versus or, or more versus rye. Wait, so what about weeders? Are those not bourbons? They still have fifty-one percent corn. Okay, there might be a wheat recipe, right? Okay, so there's four grains. You have like corn, wheat, uh, rye, malt. Or not malt barley or uh, yeah, so um, yeah. So what you got for us, Darren? Yeah. So the first one is Russell's Reserve. Uh, this is actually a single barrel, but it's a Russell's Reserve ten year small batch. Just want to smell it. It's like thirty nine to forty five dollars. You can find them everywhere. Um, oh, yeah, good. I, right? I, I love the smell of bourbon. Me too. Like Absolutely. I, I don't drink it a ton, <clears throat> and and I I have to drink it in an old fashioned. But the smell is just—it's it, the the most buttery, amazing thing ever. <laughs> it's very manly. People yeah. don't know um, Russell's Reserve, Jimmy Russell. That's the Wild Turkey label. Okay. So when you hear Wild Turkey, uh, they tried to elevate that Wild Turkey 101, and so they this came is out with these Russell's Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. So yeah. that, that's what I love about you is you know all the like the different distilleries that I like know a little it's, bit. But, but yeah. I mean, yeah, you know way more than I do. But like, what Weller is a part of Pappy, or or how did then it have something to do with Pappy, where it's like the oh yeah the reject Pappy is becomes Weller. Yeah, so well, Buffalo Trace has four different mash bills, and Weller is the weeded mash bill, and the Pappy is the weeded mash bill. So Weller, like the green label Weller, is like a six-year-old Weller, right? There's a black label that's 12-year-old Weller, which is kind of like that Pappy reject, but it's the same mash bill. It just aged longer. Pappy's 23 years, 20 years, 15, 12, and, and 10 for old reps. So let me ask a stupid question. Can you buy a 12-year-old Weller, let it age for another... 
It has to be in the barrel. It's already been bottled. Okay, yeah. so it has to be in the barrel for it to actually age. Good question, yeah. though. Okay. You can age stuff at home. People have home barrels. In the Like, I just had a uh, I have a blend over there of all Buffalo Trace products. We actually did a bunch of different uh, Elijah Craig's. Everybody threw a bottle in, put six bottles into a three-liter barrel, and, and re-aged something and blended it together. Um, and How'd that turn out? It was pretty good. You know, we actually put two high-proof. Like, Is that considered an infinity barrel or no? Yeah, I guess so. Anything you mix. But it's the same label, so maybe not. But... Okay, what's your what's your? So hold on. So Russell's Reserve is one. It's a ten year small batch. Uh, it's got a it's got a red label, and I think you can find those for like thirty nine to forty five dollars. It's just a great bourbon. So what does small batch mean? It means they take a batch of like a hundred barrels and blend them together. So you know, they elevate. The for price. a single, this is a single barrel. So there's like a hundred. This one I'm holding. There's a sixty five. Uh, bottles that yielded this one barrel right but imagine if there were 100 barrels and for consistency purposes they blend them all together and bottle everything got it and when they put them in barrels widely available they have to age for x number of years and there's something called the angel share that every year they lose 10 percent of what into the barrels but this is cool because this russell's reserve is 10 years old so it means they had a hundred or a thousand even barrels that were all 10 years old and they blended all of those for the small batch so Try the Russell's Reserve. The next one we'll talk about is one of my favorite brands, uh, Michter's. So Michter's makes uh, a small batch bourbon. It's like 39 to 45 bucks around that same range too. Um, and Michter's to me, I, I love the Michter's 10 years. I have a lot of the Michter's products. Yeah, I feel like you're a Michter's guy. Definitely. That's what, it's probably my favorite favorite thing. But Michter's is one. It's uh, the small batch bourbon from Michter's is like vanilla, caramel, oaky it's a great great flavor for the price and you can usually find that on the shelf anywhere um next buffalo trace bernie's favorite probably. yeah i love buffalo trace so just the regular buffalo trace it's become harder and harder to find nowadays no joke. but it's a cheap bottle it's a 25 to 30 dollar bottle yep um, yeah. if you're lucky you can get it at costco for 19.99 i haven't seen it at costco in a long you time you just texted me that picture not too long ago i don't know maybe see that doesn't have as potent of a smell to me as the yeah probably that stuff um but it's definitely a blend and they blend thousands and thousands of barrels together that one is a single barrel uh but you know buffalo trace as a whole the normal ones uh, are not picks and uh, as josh already alluded to buffalo trace is the keeper of the keys of pappy so yeah so it's a buffalo trace is owned by sazerac company and uh, it's just a huge conglomerate now. Lots of bourbon has, has uh, turned into this. But this is a famous brand. Everyone loves all the Buffalo Trace products are allocated. They're hard to find. This one is the least hardest to find. But they're in, uh, what does it say, Franklin County, uh, Kentucky. And it's kind of just a famous age-old bourbon. For consuming purposes, there's a, uh, there's a show on Amazon Prime Video called neat to just watch that neat it's awesome yeah. it's with freddie johnson it's well done. freddie freddie johnson's father was the he was like the assistant distiller and he passed third away generation. yeah and then freddie johnson was like working in construction or whatever came home to take care of his dad in hospice ended up working in buffalo trace and now he's like the brand ambassador and he does like the, yep. the smelling I, and the I, taste tests i love that it's really cool uh so we, we, what a job what a job. You should yeah. check it out, Josh. I, I actually caught it on Hulu, but it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's on a bunch of stuff. It's, it's, it's less Neat. than two hours. It's really well done. It's got um, – who's that actor in it? Steve Zahn? Is mm-hmm. it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I like Steve Zahn. Deep pull. All right. So next I got a really cool option. These are widely available everywhere. They've relaunched their brand to kind of change things, new logos. I don't know if I have a bottle over there. Old Forrester. Old Forrester has um, a new – Low proof, 
high proof bourbon and a low proof rye and just the the old forester regular bourbon it's like 86 proof very low super crushable drinkable bourbon is only 19 bucks wow for old forester and then and then old forester 100 proof is like 24 25 bucks and these are just like great great bourbons they have just redone the brand there's higher end stuff like those uh, the 1897 and the 1910, 1920, you know, all the yeah. statesmen. Um, yeah, those yeah, are those are all those $50, $60 bottles. Years, yeah. Those are incredible bottles, especially the 1910. But just a regular old Forester, if you're making a drink or if you want to sip something at home, uh, 19 bucks, and you can find it on the shelf, you'll you'll love it. Um, and the last one on my list is uh, I do have one over here. It's a it's a pick, but small batch Elijah Craig is pretty easy to find. And small batch Elijah Craig is uh, usually twenty three to twenty nine dollars. Lots of stores do different store picks. That's a what we're looking at is a private group pick from from bars, and they like they put like a vanilla shake on top. If you flip it over, you can see the the tater sticker on the back of the vanilla hmm. shake they were trying to recreate. Elijah Craig is great, and and what you get here is some of these are like nine to eleven years old. They blend them together. Small batch, twenty three dollars to twenty nine bucks is the most I've ever and, seen. And great. this is Elijah Craig is Bardstown. Yeah, Bardstown. So good cool. stuff. But wouldn't you say for you, like I know you like drinking bourbon, but you and really enjoy the hunt though, don't you? I do. Not so much anymore because it's really? just been so yeah. Hard. I, I, for, I mean, you, I feel like you were describing me when you kind of opened it. Um, I got frustrated by the stuff that I wanted to try or that I really enjoyed. I couldn't find. And so while I do still enjoy bourbon, I, I just don't have the time to dedicate to the hunt that some of these other folks do. Yeah. And, you know, if the secondary market, everybody marks it up. Yeah, you know, good bit. Yeah. What I found is that these these private label group picks have been some of the best things, you know, I've ever had like this. This Russell's Reserve was a Camp Twin Lakes um, that Atlanta Bourbon Society did. This was a pick from bar. So if I can't that, find uh, these crazy with the makers that you got me, that was a uh, Atlanta Bourbon yeah, Society. From Max my and uncle Bob said Trump. was the best bourbon he had had. That thing uh, is like a honey cherry bomb. I love that bottle. I've had, I had two of those. Yeah, it's like it seventy five bucks. It's this expensive bottle because yeah. Maker's Mark has got like you know bottom of the barrel stuff all the way to like a like a fine product and yeah. their uh select bottles or whatever those are incredible i feel like um for me I, if you see i have all these crazy stickers over here of kobe bryant and i've got like a old pig van whistle and riffmas story these are all um just private group picks i'll be in a facebook group and pay retail for these bottles and, and we get to try the samples um of them of like sometimes 10, sometimes three different samples, and then pick the bottle that you're going to get. So um, th this is kind of where bourbon is shifting. It's impossible to hunt and chase down all these crazy bottles anymore. So now I just go for the group picks. That's what I drink every day is these private group picks. So okay. you gave the budget picks. If Let's say I want to splurge and, and spend 100 bucks on something, um, 100 to 200, something really, really nice that I want to – for a special occasion that I want to like my 40th birthday is coming up and I wanted to get a, a good bourbon to, to partake in. What would be a good pick? Yeah. I, I know I kind of put you on the spot. I know I probably, um, well, maybe don't put a dollar amount, but just like you said, something, yeah, something like if nice. I, if I want to spend a, a yeah. decent amount of money on something and I'm always really partial to, so what we just talked about in this under 50 category, they're all small batches. They're all where they take a lot of different bottles and blend them together. I think you want to go for more of a single barrel. Um, or a single, bottled in bond. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Those are that just means that it has to be a hundred proof. Um, but and like, you suggested to me, like for for our dads out there, going to the local liquor store, talking, talking to the guys yeah. and and doing their store picks and yeah. and stuff like. Because I got a bottle of Woodford that after on your recommendation, it was a store pick for my local one, and it was fantastic. Yeah, was it the double oak? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's, a, that's a good pick. Yeah, so so th- that's that's my tip for getting nicer bottles is really when you talk to the owners and you mention helping them by buying their store picks. That means they bought an entire barrel. They bought two hundred bottles of this one bottle, and they're trying to move those bottles. So you're like, hey, what store picks? Because usually the owner tried it, or we had some friends try it through samples and pick the best one. Yeah. So when you buy that, you support that store. They'll be more inclined to to give you a nicer bottle. But for me, I'm kind of a sucker for MGP, which is a brand um, that. It's out of Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Yeah, I love Redemption. Yeah, so the old Redemption stuff is all MGP. The new Redemption stuff is their own juice. And that's how a lot of brands do. If you and I were to open a distillery and, you know, it would take – and we made, a, we made a barrel today. When is that barrel ready? Three years, years, four years, 10 years, 12 years. So people source barrels from MGP so they can bottle and label and sell immediately. And uh, the places that are doing that, MGP has made some honey barrels. That whole shelf there, my second shelf, Remus, Bellmead, Litchfield, Rebecca Creek, Traverse City, um, Widow Jane, all that stuff is MGP. And uh, I think those bottles are all around 79 to 129. And those are incredible. They're all between nine and 13 years old. Yeah. And, so uh, when you say MGP, are... it's almost like um, a store brand that's using, it's kind of like the Kirkland of, of Costco. Does that make sense? I guess you could put it that way, but, 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 you know, it's the inverse of that. Cause like Kirkland for Costco is they're buying a real brand. So it was something else and putting it into their Kirkland okay. bottles. This is MGP has the distillery. MGP has the warehouse with all the barrels and Joe Blow Distillery, Josh and Darren's fun distillery, Bourbon Yay. We is, buy from them and put our label on them and put our label on Okay, so it's Got the it. reverse of that. Yeah. So it's like buying the cheap it, cereal at Walmart and putting it in a Pops box. And there was a time where those MGP barrels were, you know seven to 14 years old they were they were cheap because there was such abundance and now everyone has caught on all these new distilleries has popped up they, they've bought all the mgp barrels so now the price has skyrocketed mgp came out with their own label remus because they're like screw you guys we'll just do our own stuff <laughs> and so it's uh, it's really interesting to see you know the, where the bourbon is has changed and, and turned but how much longer do you think bourbon's going to be the it drink? Because I feel like it is the it drink. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly thought that, like, the bubble would burst in 2020, given everything that happened. I thought that we would see prices bottom, but in everything went up. You know, all the, like, uh, so, so the Four Roses limited edition, there's an old rip, Pappy 10 up there. Like, that, that, that stuff went up $200. You know, per bottle. So it's just people are wanting it more, maybe because they're home drinking. I don't know. <laughs> so I have a really sad story to tell you guys. Uh, a guy I work with collects bourbon, has a huge bourbon collection, got COVID, lost his sense of taste and smell. And <clears throat> now um, he's, he's fine. Uh, you know, obviously he recovered from COVID, but he still can't smell. 
and he drink he can taste but when he drinks his bourbon it tastes like lighter fluid from oh, what he said man. because he can't smell it and like it, that's part of, of what you know that's all actually the, a friend of mine too yeah. he had covid he hasn't had it for one month and now he said he can smell but he can't taste it all still it's starting to come back but he's like i don't know if it's going to be yeah really going yeah but darren i wanted to ask you um do you enjoy drinking it um on its own in a rocks glass, neat. Do you prefer making it like uh, Josh said, an old fashioned, a Manhattan? Like, what what is your preferred method of consuming bourbon? Man, that's a great question. Most common method is neat. I just put it in the glass. I like to smell it. Uh, I've got this crazy uh, nosing kit. I like to use that. I like to get kind of fun with it and just uh, see if I'm smelling cherries or vanilla or baking spices or what what aroma is coming out to me it's kind of a fun game i like to write notes out kind of a nerd about it but i drink it neat more than anything else i will definitely throw a cube in it in the summertime when everyone's you know at the pool drinking trulies i'll make like a kentucky mule which is like bourbon ginger beer and lime juice um, i love uh, manhattans and old fashions so i kind of kind of do it all i don't really discriminate i think more than anything else before whenever i pop or crack open a new bottle i always drink it neat first yeah i actually this is crazy i drink it right away and then i let it sit out with the cap off for like 30 minutes and let it get some air and it totally changes and then i'll drink I've it heard again. that yeah what's the benefit of a decanter um just lets it breathe a little more yeah i don't think you decant bourbon like you decant wine but i do have like a I have this crazy thing over here called the Venturi that is essentially like an aerator that instead of leaving it out for 30 minutes, you could pour it in the aerator and just. And just well, cause I showed you that one I got for, for Christmas, um, which I really liked um, that my brother-in-law got me. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. So the purpose of those decanters, yeah, it, it gives the whole bottle air immediately, but it's really just for show. Okay. I think they're just for display. It's oh, like okay. what you, you have see nice... on the TV shows. Where yeah, they... Mad Men. They got yeah. a fancy decanter. And... My brother and Galaga got me get this really yeah. cool one. That is cool. A, a ship in it. Oh, and nice. It like sits really sideways. Cool. It's like a it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like Jefferson's. Um, it's really yeah, cool. It's really cool. <laughs> Ocean aged. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thanks for that. That little. Uh, yeah, you're trip. You're clearly you, passionate. You definitely undersold your bourbon knowledge because <laughs> I, I know I know way more now than I did before, and I I. You know, like I said, I love drinking in an old fashioned. You got me, you know, kind of started on the hunt and, and finding some. It, it definitely um, is fun. And, and I like um, it gives, you know, it's like the, the grown man baseball cards. Yes. Um, so <laughs> it well is said. that. <laughs> it's, it's well said. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Well, good. Dads, raise a glass. Everybody try some bourbon tonight. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Cheers. So that's our eighth episode of Dad Sumer. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, talking about bourbon and all sorts of fun stuff. Consuming. Consuming. All like, the subscribe, check us out on social media. Please rate and review. All yes. right. We're on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify. Tell some other dads. Anchor. Or Tell moms. Or friends, yeah. yeah. Or enemies, or yeah. frenemies. We have like three to five percent women listeners, so we got to work on that. Yeah, we'll come up with a, a segment for the moms. All right, see you guys next time. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for them. <laughs>